Welcome everyone, it's me, Rob Howe, and this is the Diabetics Doing Things podcast. I just wanted to toss out some gratitude your way, because your continued support is the reason we've been able to get these amazing guests on the podcast. But, we're always taking recommendations, so if there's someone you're dying to hear from, but I haven't found a way to interview yet, let me know on Instagram or send me an email. I can think of a few, but I won't mention them by name just yet. Also, uh, word on the street is that our friends at Beyond Type 1 have launched the Beyond Type 1 Power Up campaign. They're inspiring people to get charged up all October long by supporting programs and initiatives that change what it means to live with Type 1. I love Beyond Type 1. I think that their perspective on the Type 1 lifestyle is super refreshing, and so I'd encourage you guys to check it out. So, how do I power up? Uh, I think it starts with the way I treat my body. I do my best to put the best things in my body, whether that's food, exercise, vitamins, or insulin to keep my blood sugars on track, but mostly just to feel good. Throw a little daily meditation on top of that, and you got yourself a Rob Howe power-up cocktail. But the biggest thing for me is getting to interact with other type 1s. Your comments, emails, and messages fill my cup. Uh, And there's no better community than the type 1 community, and I have so much in common with each and every one of you. So, in a way... You're my power-up. Be sure to check out the Beyond Type 1 Power-Up campaign and share your power-up with me. I'm dying to hear it. All right, let's get back to the episode so we can get back to the real good stuff. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Diabetics Doing Things. We are telling the amazing stories of type 1 diabetics from all across the world. And today, my very special guest, and it's been a long time coming because we've had some trouble uh, setting the time with the time difference, is uh, Rowena Gander from the UK. Rowena, thanks so much uh, for taking the time. Uh, Thank you for having me. It's nice to be uh, a part of it. Well, uh, we are delighted to have you. Uh, Some of you guys may know Rowena from Instagram, uh, where she runs her Type 1 Active account. Um, And I know that, uh, you know, we were having some conversations initially, at least, about, you know, some different perspectives from her living with Type 1 in the UK uh, and, you know, maintaining the active lifestyle. But I want to also just introduce her and kind of give you a little time for some background. So, Rowena, how, how is it that you came to join the Type 1 Diabetes family? (laughs) Uh, Well, I was diagnosed about three years ago, Um, so I've been diabetic for like three years now, and I was in the middle of a a degree in dance practices, so I was really, really active at the time, Um, and then all of a sudden I was, you know, you'd have the symptoms, I was really thirsty, you know, tired, had to go to the doctor, and then they were like, oh, you're type 1 diabetic. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't that straightforward. I was back and forth to appointments. Um, But yeah, I was, I mean, I was very active at the time and I was very busy at the time as well. So three years ago, that's what what happened. (laughs) And and I'm sure, you know, as you were, you know, already an adult and, you know, going to uh, studying at university, that that came as sort of a shock to you, right? Yeah, definitely. I had, um, you know, when when they first said, um, you know, at the doctor, I had, um, you know, you have your preconceived ideas about um, diabetes and that maybe it's related to an unhealthy lifestyle. Um, So it didn't really differentiate between, you know, type one and type two diabetes. So I was kind of um, shocked that the doctor told me that I might be diabetic because I was, you know, I classed myself as a very healthy, active person, especially because I was so physical all the time. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was, I was quite shocked, you know, at the time, but yeah, I just got on with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's sort of one of those things where, you know, you, you have this sort of shock and, and it's interesting when, 
um, you know, people who are very active already or very determined and have a very type A personality. Um, yeah. Many times, you know, fitness or, you know, health and wellness or athletes, any of the above, like, uh, you know, are very determined folks anyway. So once, you know, that diagnosis comes down, it's just, it's really just a, okay, what do I do now? Um, yeah. And so talk a little bit about what that was like for you, uh, you know, in the days and mo- weeks, months after your diagnosis, how did your lifestyle sort of change? So uh, basically, I, I just, um, well, from like the, the day I was diagnosed and, you know, it took my first insulin injection. Um, I was just like, I, I, well, I said to myself, like, I can't let this change anything because, you know, I, this is the life that I want. I want to be active and, you know, I can't let this get in the way. So I just, from there, I just didn't. And I just learned to deal with it as I went along um, and tried not to let it, um, you know, get me down when I wasn't um, able to, you know, get the insulin dose right at first or my blood sugar was still high. I was just like, even if I'm tired, I have to continue. <laughs> and and I did. Um, and so I, I don't think it really changed much about my lifestyle, to be honest, because as I said before, I didn't, um, I didn't change anything, really. I just continued as I was. Uh, but the only thing that's different is obviously I take insulin and check my blood sugar every day and obviously deal with highs and lows when they come about but that's the only difference is diabetes is the difference you know but I haven't changed my lifestyle and I think that's that's so important to focus on right like um, Mm -hmm. because so many people you know are obviously you know 40,000 people are diagnosed every year in the U.S. so that's 40,000 new people with type 1 and I think the numbers are uh, statistically similar I think a little bit lower in the UK but um the point being, you know, coming out of that diagnosis, um, that you can, everything that you still want for yourself and everything that you still, um, want to accomplish with your life is still possible. Yeah, totally. I a hundred percent agree with that. And I think, you know, I, from, from the minute I was diagnosed, I kind of went online and I was looking, you know, I was trying to teach myself about type one diabetes and I did find like a lot of forums. Um, but a lot of the threads were really negative and I was just like, I can't, I can't deal with this. So I went on Instagram and I was like, right, I'm going to set up a, an Instagram account. And from that, I found loads of accounts that are, you know, positive about their diagnosis. And because I chose to focus on the people who were dealing with it really well, um, I think that really helped me deal with it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, that's a very, that's a very common, uh, especially today. And, and for people who have been recently diagnosed, that's a common reaction as you get online and you start to find all this negative, uh, sentiment or negative advice or negative stories and it's sort of depressing. Yeah. But then, <laughs> uh, you know, on the other side of that, you just got to look in the right place because I think, you know, to your point, getting more involved on Instagram for me in the last uh, year and a half, almost two years, um, with the diabetes community has literally like changed the way that I look at my treatment. Like I, uh, just because everyone's so positive and so open and willing to help and yeah. share. Um, so, you know, even accounts like yours where, you know, I might be going through or see a post from you where you're doing some crazy acrobatic, uh, <laughs> like, you know, dance move. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool because, you know, I know you have an insulin pump and I know you're a type yeah. one. So it's like, wow, you know, all these things are still possible. Um, yeah. and, you know, and then, you know, whether that's a food post or you know, a, a fitness post, it's just a, just a cool community to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's brilliant. <laughs> so, um, 
with your you know with your account and with your website uh you know t- tell a little bit about um you know some of the people that you interact with and uh you know some of the you know inspiring stories that you've found over the last few years um, well, I think on my uh, the aim with the website at first was just to kind of document my journey with type one diabetes. But as I um you know as I was going along, um people started messaging me and they were asking you know if I do training or whether I could help guide them you know into a better lifestyle. And so right now I do a bit of online training and in, in my spare time because I'm you know I'm quite busy with other things as well. Um. But I do train people online as well, um, just to kind of guide them in the right direction for what exercise they should do and how, you know, I don't claim to be an expert on type 1 diabetes from a medical perspective, but I do live with it. So I think that kind of gives me a lot of knowledge um, in the way I manipulate my insulin or the way I approach a new exercise, for example. So I just share that information on the website, um, basically. And, you know, anyone who I follow on Instagram is is an inspiration for me, really. Um, I see different posts every day from different people, you know, sharing their experiences who, you know, some are really, you know, some are more athletic than I am which is you know phenomenal for me to experience and there's some people who post about the food and you know there's some low carbers there's some people who just eat carbs as normal and yeah it's just you know I as I said before I really just use Instagram to you know help motivate me and inspire me to carry on (laughs) well and and I want to focus on something you just mentioned because I think it's very important that um you know two things I suppose the first being that uh, you know, you, you said so yourself, you're not an expert necessarily on the disease itself, but you do live with it and you're living a, uh, you know, a very active and, you know, thriving lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, which is so important because I think, you know, especially for people who maybe don't live around other type ones or don't have a, a really strong community locally. Yeah. Uh, like just meeting someone like you uh, and just seeing that, oh, like this is possible. Like you mentioned you know, seeing somebody that may be more athletic or might be doing something different, just knowing yeah. that that's possible can be a huge encouragement to someone. Yeah, definitely. I actually met a, um, the, there was a girl who I met on Instagram when I, when I was first diagnosed with um, type 1. And uh, we finally met like a few months ago at um, a dance um, event because she's, um, she's not far from where I am, but she goes to a different university. Um, but we finally met and, you know, we got a photo with our insulin pumps together. And it was just like, it was really amazing to meet her because I know that this, this, the type of dance she does is similar to me. So I know that she goes through a similar experience to me, like, you know, each and every day when she goes to class or, you know, she's trying to manipulate a bolus or she's wearing an insulin pump and she's being picked up by, you know, other people in dance and stuff. So it was just, yeah, it's really great to meet other diabetics, I think. And I think if, you know, anyone is struggling, um, you know, with the concept of living with diabetes, then definitely reach out to other people because it makes you feel so much better. Yeah, and and I I totally echo that sentiment because I feel like you if you don't you have this tendency to feel like you're all alone or you're the only one that's that's going through this and I think just getting yeah. involved with other people and seeing that um, that that yeah there are days where you have highs and there are days where you have lows and but there are also you know the successful days and interactions in between and mm-hmm. living a you know relatively you know whatever your definition of normal life is. 
uh, with diabetes and, you know, going through and, and still accomplishing your goals or living your dreams or doing what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, um, in, in, in your terms, in terms of like a, a day to day, like routine, I know you're very busy and you have a lot of cool things going on. Um, <laughs> you know, talk about, uh, you know, talk about your dance practice and, you know, talk, what, what was that adjustment like, especially now with a pump? I know you do a lot of like things upside down or like flipping and, and like hanging and things like what's, <laughs> uh, what was, uh, what was it like to add a pump to that mix? So, um, well, at first I was thinking, oh, how am I going to do this? And, you know, how am I going to roll around with a, you know, an infusion set in my belly or my leg? And, um, but I just, I kind of just got used to it. So I, quite often it depends on how long this, the session is going to be. So if I'm doing like a contemporary dance class, it's usually 90 minutes. So for me, I can take the pump off for 90 minutes and just reattach and my blood sugar is usually okay. Um, but if it's any longer than that, I usually attach my pump, keep my pump attached and just reduce the basal. Um, but, you know, when, when I was first on the pump, I went to a workshop actually and, you know, I didn't know anyone. So everyone in university knows me and they know I've got an insulin pump and they're quite, you know, sensitive around it. And they're like, oh, it does this hurt or whatever, you know, or is it OK if I touch you there? Um, because it's quite hands on, you know, when you work with other people, especially in improvisation. Um, but then I went to this workshop and then this, you know, there was a girl who was there and then she seen me pump like a, attached to my waistband of my trousers and then she just she just like grabbed it and like held it. And I was just like, oh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> so now I try to like keep it, you know, hidden a little bit unless I know I'm really doing a lot of contact work. Then I have to tell, you know, the person I'm working with, hey, I'm wearing this. So just, you know, be careful not to knock it or don't worry that it's there, you know, just to kind of reassure them that they're not going to you know, pull it out. <laughs> right. So, like, yeah. please, please don't pull my pump out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I just, I mean, I check my blood sugar before and after class and sometimes during. Um, so if it's a new teacher, sometimes I have to say to them, um, I'm not being rude. I'm not going to play on my phone. I'm actually going to check my blood sugar midway, midway through and um, they're usually fine with it. So, yeah. And, you know, especially as you were, you know, going through that process for the first time, um, how do you, how do you, how did you approach that? And I mean, obviously I think, you know, you're a, a very confident and, um, and I, and I could tell like, you know, type a personality, um, mm -hmm. but for someone who maybe is, is in that same situation and maybe is uncomfortable, what would you, how would you encourage them to have those conversations? I think just be, be honest from the get go, because if you try to hide it for a little bit, then it, you know, people might question, oh, why did you try to hide it? Whereas if you just say, you know, hey, I'm wearing an insulin pump, this is what it does. And people are usually curious and they'll just ask you more questions about it. And it's, it, you know, it's never a negative. Well, for me anyway, I've never had a really negative experience by talking to someone about being diabetic or just saying, oh, you know, I'm, I'm wearing an insulin pump. Um, and they're usually like, oh, right, OK, you know, and that's it. So it's it's really straightforward um, once you just speak to the person and it's okay. And if they've got a problem with it, then that's their problem. <laughs> right. So, and, and I think, yeah. you know, finding that self-confidence is super important, um, you know, just because, yeah. you, you know, when you get to that point, you know, it's just a, 
it's a personal journey, kind of a growth path that you go through of, of self-acceptance first and then, you know, being comfortable yeah. enough to have that conversation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because, you know, I think I always, you know, speak to people on online and, you know, the saying they've been, di- you know, they've been diabetes, uh, they've been diabetic for, you know, years and they grew up with it. And I was just thinking, wow, like if I was about diabetes, that like, you know, when I was a teenager, I wouldn't have managed it the way I do now. You know, I I'm really admire the strength of, you know, the people who grow up with this um, disease, because I don't think I would have you know, dealt with it the same way as I do now. So yeah, it is finding that self-acceptance and confidence, like you said. I feel that way a lot as well. I was, I was diagnosed when I was 16 and just meeting and thinking about all of the type ones that I know now who were diagnosed when they were three years old or six years old. And just like the strength it takes to go through that time um, as, as a child and really, you know, owning that responsibility for yourself. Yeah, it's I'm unbelievable, just, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm I'm in awe about it. But it's just incredible, and also, you know, uh, you know, the family members that were a part of that as well. You know, always, um, you know, such a huge part of any diabetic's journey, but also always for you know younger children. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, I know you talk to a lot of people online about managing their their type one diabetes. Um, you know, what are some of the the common things that you see? come up or some of the things that you help people with frequently I think um you know sometimes it's it's a if you lose you know a sense of your management I always you know say well you know are you actually tracking your carbs properly are you um you know are you engaging in regular exercise because it does you know contribute if you to your insulin sensitivity, doesn't it? So if you're not exercising because you've got a fear, which a lot of people have got a fear of exercising due to hypo, um, due to hypos. So it's like finding where that fear is coming from. So if you are absolutely terrified of going low in the gym, then actually, you know, you don't need to go to the gym to get fit. You can look at a video online, for example, just to get you used to this physical activity. And then once you feel like you're confident enough to manage your insulin around this particular activity and you note how you do that, you can then move on to another activity and maybe increase the intensity of it or, you know, play around with what it is you're actually doing. So I think it's all about... um, monitoring you know your engagement with the exercise and how that um you know how your insulin or your blood sugar reacts to it and i think something that at least i dealt with uh especially early on or when i was trying a new maybe more strenuous exercise or or extended amounts of training um something that i went through is that not every day is the same um, so oh, yeah. you, you know, you can, pl- you can plan as much as you want, but sometimes you're going to have like those just random days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, not every person is the same. So how do you, um, you know, how, what are those conversations like when you kind of are, are telling people that, you know, we prepare as well as we can, but you know, there's always the chance that something could, you know, change or go differently. I think I yeah, just, you know, would say give you give yourself a break because as long as you know you're trying your best and you are monitoring monitoring yourself in your activity, then you know, that's the best that you can do. And, you know, if you do have a day where you feel like you're getting not on right with regards to your activity or your, you know, your dose of insulin, um, you know, it happens and you'll move on from it tomorrow and 
you know, that's all you can do. But yeah, everyone's different. So I try to encourage people not to compare themselves to other people, um, which is, you know, I know that's quite general, but a lot of people do actually compare themselves to other people and the people have said to me as well, um, oh, but I go online and I've seen, you know, this girl, she did this with her insulin and she took this amount and I'm like, but she might have a different carb to insulin ratio than you. She might be doing, she might be working much harder in the gym than you are. She might be working much less. You know, obviously it's very, um, it's down to the person, like you said. Yeah, it's definitely an individual um, journey, isn't it? <laughs> well, and I, and I think, you know, that you mentioned that comparing yourself to other people is, is, is very general, but I think it's very important because it's so easy to get caught in that trap. Sometimes you don't even know you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, something that I've been really focusing on a lot this year is, you know, mindfulness and like noting. And I, th- I think you mentioned noting earlier and just saying, mm-hmm. oh, like I, f- I feel a certain way. Uh, that's interesting. Um, or, yeah. you know, I wonder, I wonder why. And I think, you know, it's a trap really. Uh, and I have frequent conversations with people about being, the idea that there's a, such a thing as a perfect diabetic or a good diabetic or a bad diabetic. Mm. And really it's just every day is a day with diabetes and it could be good. Yeah. It could be good or bad. And sometimes it could be totally, you know, not your fault. Most of the time it's not. So yeah, exactly. It's kind of going back to even an even more general statement is like, you know, control what you can control. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, a lot of that is just the preparation. So, um, yeah. you know, what are those conversations with people like, you know, kind of, uh, or maybe those um, when people start to realize that they're comparing themselves and it's not an apples to apples comparison, um, what kind of breakthroughs do they typically go through? I think they just, the, the more that they focus on themselves and the, you know, because usually they don't, be, before they speak to me, um, they're not really focused on themselves and they feel like, oh, I hate, you know, everything about this living with this disease and I can't exercise and I've got a poor diet. Um, but then when you actually start to pay attention to yourself, you realize how strong you actually are to be able to deal with this. When you look back at maybe a diary that you've been keeping about your exercise, you can see the progression. And before you engage in any sort of reflective practice, how are you supposed to know how far you've come? Um, and I think that's kind of a breakthrough to actually look at yourself and um you know see the progress that happens even if even if you start checking your blood sugar a, a couple more times a day that to me is progress for someone because you know sometimes people lose the will to even check the blood sugar somebody reached out to me on instagram one time and said that she went on holiday for like two weeks and didn't check her blood sugar once and you know she got quite ill and you know people go through these things and it's just a case of encouraging them to get back on track. And obviously checking your blood sugar is crucial in diabetes management and you're not really going to sort your diet or your activity levels out unless you sort your, um, you know, your blood glucose levels either. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's just the way that you talk to yourself is such a huge piece of that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You started that story off with, you know, I'm not in control and I have a bad diet and I'm, you know, my exercise has not been consistent. You know, mm-hmm. there's so much negativity and you don't even realize that that's all coming from yourself. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so important to, you know, give yourself a bit of love <laughs> and a bit of time, isn't it? So, yeah. It is because, you know, a lot of this 
you know, day-to-day diabetes management, there isn't a whole lot of love there unless you bring it in. So you kind of have to make room for it and remind yourself that that's, you know, that you're doing this and you, you kind of throw some gratitude in there, right? Be grateful yeah. that, you know, we got diabetes today versus a hundred years ago when, you know, we yeah. really just died. You know, it's, it's hard to keep that in perspective sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I totally agree with that. I was, I think, you know, sometimes, you know, if I, if I'm having a bad time with diabetes, for example, I will just, and I'm, I'm about to complain that I have to check my blood sugar. I'm like, no, Rowena, you're not going to complain about this because actually you're very lucky to be able to just check your blood sugar as easily as you are now. So that kind of, it puts it into perspective to, to look back at the way um, diabetes used to be managed by, you know, other people years and years ago, as, a, as opposed to how easy it is for us now. Right, it's 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 staggering how how different mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit more about sort of differences day to day because I think um, our listeners in the past have been very interested in uh, the, the different ways that type ones treat or you know uh, get medical treatment uh, in different countries. So mm-hmm. um, for you living in the UK, um, you know what what's it been like for you from a uh, from a medical perspective and like how do you treat and you know what what devices do you use to treat your type one? Okay, so when um, when I was first diagnosed, I was put on um, multiple daily injections. Um, so that was four injections a day and it was pretty, you know, yeah, I just, I, you know, I got seen two straight away and um, all of the, you know, medical staff who took care of me were really nice and supportive. Um, then because I was so active um, at the time, they said to me, um, would you like to go on a an insulin pump? And at first I was just like, what the hell is that like obviously I'm just diagnosed I don't know what you know insulin pen is never mind an insulin pump so I um I then went on a insulin pump like I think it was two or three weeks after diagnosis um and obviously you they tell you about carb counting um and then I kind of just went from there really and now I get um sit is it every six months I have an appointment with my endo and I have regular eye screenings um, just to check for um, diabetic retinopathy. Um, what else? I also have another six month appointment with my doctor, with my GP. Um, and that is all, you know, free on the national health service. So I don't, you know, I don't pay for this. Um, this is like, you know, part of the National Health Service in the UK. So I'm very, very grateful um, for this. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting because, you know, there's a lot of really great organizations raising awareness about um, the way that diabetics live across the world. Um, mm-hmm. People with people with type 1, you know, treat their diabetes. And, mm-hmm. you know, the UK, I think, is, is one that frequently comes up as a, as, you know, the, the gold standard. And, like, a, a lot of things are very... Um, you know, the, the treatment, especially for people who have tough, have difficulty with their control are, are wide open, but it's not always the same for people, especially for people who, uh, maintain their, their sugars in good levels. So, um, you know, it's sort of interesting to talk about the nuances, you know, and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, also the difference between somebody here in the U S versus somebody in the UK versus someone in, you know, Syria has been a very, you know, big topic of, uh, yeah. of awareness and in, in, in some places in Africa and Asia where, 
you know, again, you just have to re reframe your perspective and be grateful that, you know, the, the most difficult thing that we have to deal with here in the U S is usually like a long line at the, at the pharmacy or, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. In, insurance company, not covering something versus yeah. somebody in, you know, uh, Ethiopia who may only get fresh insulin once a year and, you know, it's expired or they only, you know, don't have testers or test strips. It's just, oh, uh, wow. you know, it's, it's anyway. So I, I think, you know, again, looking at those and, and just knowing that we're all in this together and connecting with that community is just something that's, uh, you know, good to keep in perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, you know, it's, it's 2017. I, I fully believe that this is the best time that there's ever been to be a type one. Um, mm -hmm. you know, because of all the technology available, certainly like I would rather not have to deal with it, but, uh, mm -hmm. because we do, uh, this is a good time as any, what, uh, what things are you hopeful for as you, uh, you know, go on through the next few years, uh, you know, with, with type one? Hmm. Yeah. I haven't really thought about, <laughs> I haven't really thought about that. Um, I think maybe I would, um, I'm thinking about getting a, another CGM. So I have trialed a continuous glucose monitor before the Dexcom. Um, but I think I would likely go on that in the future or maybe just dip in and out of it just to, because it does, you know, ensure accuracy in basal rate settings. Um, but I mean, obviously a cure would be the, the ultimate, um, but I don't know whether that's going to happen anytime soon. So yeah, just um, come up with more ways and more research um, on, you know, type 1 diabetes and um, exercise would be good as well. Um, I think I'd really, you know, benefit from reading that. Yeah, and I think um, a CGM is something that I'm looking into as well um, because I, I've tried one like you in the past, but it just wasn't a very, uh, it wasn't a good fit with my lifestyle. But I think I'm, mm -hmm. you know, now there's a lot of really good companies that, uh, that have, you know, more advanced ones that I've seen a lot of people who do the things that I do on Instagram who have a, a CGM and really love yeah. it. So, um, yeah. I, I think, yeah, like technology is coming a long way and I'm, I'm like you, you know, I hope that there's a cure, uh, mm -hmm. and, and I would love for it to be soon, but yeah, if it's not, you know, continuing to evolve the way that we treat. Um, and I know that there are like closed loop systems coming out later this year where, you know, it takes a lot of the thinking out of it, a lot of the day-to-day, uh, -day, like, stress or anxiety. Um, yeah. And it really can kind of act as a sort of, uh, as, as, a, as a pancreas acts, which is, which is extremely exciting. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> um, another question, just sort of in line, in the same line, like, when you think of the, the type ones that, um, that you get inspiration from, um, you know, who, who do you look up to that... Uh, whether they're a type one uh, or someone that just, you know, uh, gives you uh, encouragement or, uh, or energy, who, uh, who is that person for you in your life? A, a type one diabetic. Uh, or, or just someone that, uh, you know, that you get encouragement from or that you rely on uh, when you may be having a bad day. Hmm. Well, for, if I need, um, you know, if I need motivation with diabetes, as I said before, I'll go on Instagram. I can't remember usernames, so I'm sorry about that. But I could email you some if um, you oh, want no, no, to. No, no. Not, <laughs> not, not necessarily for that. I think just, you know, even for someone who's so in the public eye, like just knowing that, um, you know, that there are moments where you just go in and you get inspiration from that. I think, you know, just trying to find those routines to 
to pass those on to other people? Well, actually, I just um, I listen to a lot of motivational speakers, um, motivational speakers like um, Tony Robbins and like you know Bob Proctor and you know all of that um, gives me motivation to just carry on really with with any and not just diabetes but um, just you know life in general. And I think if you can deal with that, then diabetes is just a secondary you know thing that you have to deal with, and it's not the only thing in your life that you know you have to focus on because there's, you know, much bigger picture. Right. And, you know, it's just like living and thriving, you know, with type one is, you know, the same thing living and thriving. Otherwise you just have a little bit of an extra step every now and then to, uh, mm. to, to keep in mind. And obviously like, you know, to, I, I, I often say it's just adding an extra step to everything that you would do in your life. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It's a good way to say that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um and and for you um you know as you as you look and and are you know it, continuing to interact and encourage people if if you were going to only have like 30 seconds if you were running across someone uh in, in like an airport or uh on the street and you had to go and you only had 30 seconds to tell them one thing uh and and you knew that they were either recently diagnosed or struggling with their diabetes what's the one thing that you would tell them don't let dom uh, diabetes dominate life it's just you know it's just an additional thing to deal with it's not the only thing to deal with yeah and i think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier um you know mindfulness and kind of softening that edge when you talk to yourself um, yeah, and don't don't give yourself a hard time. Like you know, it's just, you know, <laughs> it's just there. As long as you try, it, it's okay. Well, and it can be very easy to get down on yourself. Yeah, totally. Like I was, you know, my blood sugar went to eighty millimoles the other day, um, and I just I, I didn't have any reason for it. You know, I was I started taking other pills for for something else. Um, medical but it, it did turn out to be that but at the time I didn't realize it was that and I was like oh my god like why has this happened and I had a headache and I was thirsty and it was just like oh like how did this happen but then I was a few minutes later I was just like right take some insulin drink some water and forget about it because that's all that you can do just move on <laughs> it is and, and you know sometimes you just you got to be, you can't, you got to be bigger than that one blood sugar. Cause you know, you're, there will be another one, right? And just, yeah. you know, just treat it and, and kind of move on. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, that's, that's the tough part, right? Like you, um, you live day by day and you, and you know that, you know, you're going to wake up tomorrow and you're going to still have type one. So I think, you know, sometimes just understanding that that sugar number doesn't last forever. Right. Yeah, definitely. Don't put too much weight in what your blood sugar says because I, it was quite a while back I wrote this actually, but I put a blog on typeanactive.com and, um, you know, I was I was witnessing a lot of people just saying, oh, you know, they, they were posting like the morning blood sugar and they were saying like, today is going to be an amazing day because I've got this blood sugar. And I was thinking, well, actually, if you put so much weight into that, what happens when you wake up with a blood sugar that's not, you know, perfect? Are you going to be down on yourself if you get that? So even when I do wake up with a blood sugar, I don't let that dictate the direction of my day. It's just the blood sugar. And that's different, you know, to how my day is going to go. That's a completely separate. 
obviously you feel good because your blood sugar's in range, but it's still not a way to assess how the day is going to go moving forward. It's not, you know, and, and like you said, I think that's that's perfect. If you put too much pressure on yourself, what happens when you, you know, inevitably something will slip up or something mm-hmm. something you can't control? So that's great advice. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rowena, uh, it was great to talk to you, um, and I'm so, so glad, and thank you so much for being so patient with uh, kind of all the hiccups that we've had with scheduling, but um, really, really great to meet you and to have this and conversation. You. Yeah, it was great to talk to you too. Um, for our users, and, and I think we've talked about it a little bit, uh, for our users who want to get in touch with you, uh, what's the best place to find you? Um, on Instagram, Twitter, and my blog, typeandactive.com. Um, Instagram and Twitter is also just typeandactive. Yeah. Great. Well, I, uh, I, I will definitely include links uh, in the show notes to all of your, uh, to all of your sites. And um, you know, we really look forward to, you know, continuing to follow you on, uh, on your journey and seeing all the good positive energy that you put out and also, uh, see you kind of flipping upside down with an insulin pump on so that we know it's, uh, it's all possible. <laughs> well, thank you for doing what you do as well, because obviously you make a difference and, you know, you pointed out there that actually diabetics can do anything they want. And that for me is, you know, it's an inspiration to me. You're an inspiration for me for doing this. So thank you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. I, uh, that means so much to me. I, um, it's, uh, it, it, you know, fills my cup. This is my favorite thing. So, um, Yay. <laughs> yeah. so thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Diabetics Doing Things. Subscribe to our newsletter for weekly emails and behind the scenes content. And if you or someone you know has an amazing story to share, send an email to rob at diabeticsdoingthings.com.